What is up? Welcome back to Big Fat Five, a podcast financially supported by Big Fat Snare Drum. All right, so while I'm on the road with Cannons till about mid-November, um, I'll be doing a few more solo episodes intertwined with guest episodes for the sake of scheduling, but I still think they're going to be a lot of fun. So today's episode is all about drum machines. Basically, I want to play a game with you. So I posed a question on the Big Fat Snare Drum Instagram asking what songs showcase your favorite use of a drum machine. We got a lot of fun responses and I sort of went down a rabbit hole of said responses and I realized pretty quickly that while I love drum machines and everything they've done for music, even as a drummer myself, I don't really know a ton about them. So I'll play around 30 songs, some I'm sure you know, some maybe you don't, about 30 seconds of each. And while they're playing, I want you at home or in the car to try and guess the drum machine. After each song, I'll give you the answer and perhaps a little blurb about that drum machine. There are definitely some repeats today, which is sort of the point, because I want you to be able to pick out the drum machines in the future and know which ones you like, know which ones you don't really dig. So let's learn together and let me know your score too. There aren't any prizes. I'm I'm just curious at how well you did. So email me at ben at bigfatsnaredrum.com and let me know. Also let me know if these sort of episodes are fun or if you'd rather just have me stick to guests and hear less of my my mumbling and bumbling, but any feedback is not only appreciated, but requested. So, all right, let's begin. So the first one is, uh, we can't skip this one. So here we go, it's 777-9311 by the time. So that was a Lindrum, and it was very popular with Prince. So the Lindrum, also referred to as the LM2, is a drum machine manufactured by Lin Electronics between 1982 and 1985. Its high quality samples, flexibility, and affordability made the Lindrum popular. It sold far more units than its predecessor, the LM1, which you'll hear later, and its successor, the Lin 9000. Yeah, the Lindrum is, is a classic. The LM1, the one before the Lindrum, sold for $5,000 back in 1980, so it was very expensive. And the LM2 was a little more affordable, so it became very popular. All right, number two. This is Hunter by Bjork. You can hear it in real time. They're kind of opening up the, I guess, the decay on the snare. You kind of hear it open up a bit. It's really opening it up there. If travel is searching and home what's been Right, so that is a Roland TR-909. 909 Rhythm Composer is a drum machine introduced by Roland Corporation in 1983, succeeding the TR-808. It was the first Roland drum machine to use samples for some sounds, and the first with MIDI functionality, allowing it to synchronize with other devices. 
Though it was a commercial failure, uh, the 909 became influential in the development of electronic dance music genres such as techno, house, and acid. And you will be hearing uh, a few more 909s today. So next one is In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. And this drum machine is probably my favorite of all of them. That guitar tone, however, is not. Alrighty, so that is the Roland CR78 a.k.a. the CompuRhythm CR78. It's a drum machine launched in 1978. It's got that really cool wooden box with the rainbow-colored buttons and presets. Although primitive by later standards, the CR78 represented an important advancement in drum machine technology at the time, in particular by allowing users to program and store their own drum patterns, which, like it just said, is huge. Yeah, it's the best one. I love the hi-hat sound on the CR78. All right. Next up is With or Without You by U2. So that is a Yamaha DX7. A little blurb from the recording of this. Co-producer Brian Eno sequenced the song's electronic drum beat on the Yamaha DX7 synthesizer rather than connect it to the recording equipment via DI and maintain the instrument's pristine sound. The producers plugged it into a Mesa Boogie guitar amp and then mic'd it to give it the sound to give the sound more personality. As a result, co-producer Daniel Lenoir, who a previous guest, uh, Kyle Crane, plays with, um, said it sounded more like the people playing in a room. The sequenced beat was chosen to give the song a feel of discipline so that when Larry Mullen, uh, when his acoustic drums would come in, they mean they mean something in Lenoir's words, even though I butchered that. <laughs> so yeah, classic drum sound. All right, Sly and the Family Stone. The song is in time. So this does sound like the CR-78, but it actually is not. And there's also real drums on top of it. All right, so that is the Maestro Rhythm King MRK2. Uh, Sly and the Family Stone, they're one of the first bands to use drum machines and pop music, but a little bit about the uh, MRK-2. The early, this early analog drum machine fell into the hands of sonic visionary Sly Stone, who called it the Funk Box, armed with 18 presets, pitch control, and triggers to play specific sounds over the top of the beat. The Funk Box was featured all over Sly's groundbreaking album, There Is A Riot Going On, 
And this is actually not from that album. This is from Fresh, but it is still the same drum machine. And he loved it. And yeah, Sly's the best. Also, that snare sound when it comes in is so tight. Like the real drums. I uh, don't want to not say something about that. But all right, number next. Within Your Reach by The Replacements. So this was kind of used, uh, I guess, as the original intention of drum machines, where it just you push play, just play on top of it. That that beat basically just goes through the whole song, um, if I remember correctly. And yeah, really fun, really cool sounds. That is a Boss Doctor Rhythm DR55. So let's uh, find out a little bit about that. The DR55 Doctor Rhythm was released in 1980 and was one of the first step right style drum machines and it was the first rhythm machine in Boss's successful Dr. Rhythm series. It was small, inexpensive, and easy to use, perfect for musicians at any level. Incredibly basic controls and sounds made this drum machine an instant hit among guitarists and other musicians looking for drum accompaniment accompaniment <laughs> to practice along with and even record into their home recordings. If you notice, guys, I'm not good at reading out loud, so you're just going to have to bear with me. So the Dr. 55 or the DR 55 could store up to six 16 step drum patterns plus an additional two 12 step patterns. The 12 step pattern allowed for three, four and six, eight rhythms. A variation switch allowed you to on the fly alter the pattern plane. So yeah, very utilitarian and it's cheap, easy to use and functional. So yeah, Dr. Rhythm DR 55, awesome little, little gadget. All right, the next one is Photograph by Def Leppard. And I didn't know this till I was older, but yeah, this is this is not real drums. On the entire Pyromania record is not real drums. So that is a Fairlight instrument sampler. And this one was kind of a trick one because although the they did sample real drums and then put it into the Fairlight and then, and then sequence it the way they wanted to, there are real symbols in that. So they recorded just the kick, snare, toms, all that jazz, and sampled that. And then he did play kind of like what uh, the Queens of Stone Age guys do or I know the late Taylor Hawkins. It's weird to say that, but I know he recorded that way with some of the Foo Fighters records as well. So it just allows you to mess with the drums separate from the cymbals and also just <laughs> those drums sound so powerful and that fit the music for the time. So, but yeah, it's actually real cymbals playing and real cowbell from what it sounds like. But the Fairlight CMI, short for Computer Musical Instrument, is a digital synthesizer, sampler, and digital audio workstation. It's one of the original DAWs introduced in 1979 by Fairlight. 
It was based on a commercial license of the Quasar M8, developed by Tony First. All that jazz, whatever. It rose to prominence in the early 1980s and competed with the the Synclave from New England Digital. All right, next is one that we've already heard today, but this is, or the drum machine at least. So this is Wannabe Starting Something by Michael Jackson. So that is a Lindrum. There you go. That's a pretty good example of a Lindrum. I think a lot of people do different sounds with Lindrums, but that one is pretty, pretty iconic and a great example of what a Lindrum can do. Hey, y'all. I wanted to... <laughs> I can't say. I wanted to talk to you about a drum I've recently received from Preston at Vessel Drum Co. It's an ocean patinaed 14 by 5.5 snare drum, and it's incredible. It's got a 1.5 millimeter shell, brass shell, with 10 lugs, chrome over brass, triple flange hoops, a trick uh, three position strainer, 42 strand wires. It's lovely, it's loud, and it cuts and records as beautiful as a piece of butter cake. And, and Preston actually, this is why it's called the Ocean Patina, is he covers the shell with seaweed and then drops it in the ocean for a certain period of time. And then it patinas with all these crazy cool designs. And if you all remember, Preston was actually one of the first guests on the podcast. When I first started out, I didn't really know what the Big Fat Five format was going to be or if it was going to be even Big Fat Five at all. But I went to his garage, his his you know where he makes all of his drums. It was really cool. He walked me through the episode is essentially from start to finish what happens with a drum, and it was it was a really fun episode. It's now archived at bigfatsnaredrum.com, just because it doesn't fit the format of Big Fat Five. I want you to get back to the show, but go check it out. This drum is beautiful, and he actually let me use it on an Eve Six tour, and I didn't keep it and i regretted it ever since then just because i was trying to pinch pennies at the time and i just kept thinking about it and so the opportunity to get it again was presented and it is one of my favorite drums so the ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum check it out reach out to me go to vessel drum co the instagram's just at vessel drum co and check it out it's amazing it's beautiful sounds great bye all right Next up is If It Isn't Love by New Edition. (laughs) Awesome. It's from the album Heartbreak. That's that little sound kind of sounds like Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. So anyways, that is an EMU or EMU E-MU SP-1200. Um, so yeah, it's a sampler that was released in August 1987 by EMU Systems or EMU Systems. Like the product, it was meant to replace the SP-12 
the SP-1200's intended use with a drum machine and sequencer for dance music producers. Its ability to construct the bulk of a song with one piece of portable gear, uh, the first for the industry, reduced studio costs and increased creative control for hip-hop artists. According to the Village Voice, the machine rose to such prominence that its strengths and weaknesses sculpted an entire era of music. The crunchy, digitized drums, choppy, segmented samples, and murky, filtered bass lines that characterize the vintage New York sound are all mechanisms of this machine. So, pretty iconic. All right, next up is The Boys of Summer by Don Henley, who, if you don't know, is the drummer for the Eagles. LM1 drum computer. It's a drum machine. It's the first one from Lin Electronics right before the LM2, which we talked about earlier. Um, the LM1 became a staple in 1980s pop music and helped establish drum machines as credible tools. It was the first drum machine to use samples of acoustic drums and one of the first programmable drum machines. Its designer, the American engineer Roger Lin, wanted a machine that would produce more realistic drum sounds and offer more preset patterns. It's classic. Gotta love it. All right. Next up is New Noise by Refuse. And you do have to go a little bit far into this to, to hear the drum machine. So that is the EMU Drumulator, which is the coolest name <laughs> ever. Um, so created in the wake of the emulator sampler synths, EMU unleashed the Drumulator sample-based drum machine. The Drumulator was EMU's... <laughs> I'm sorry if I keep messing this up. I should have looked up before. I'm EMU, MU. So I guess it's probably they're trying to be emulator. So MU, um, EMU. I don't know, it's an E and then a dash mu, so it wouldn't be M-U. Anyways, the drumulator was Emu's attempt at creating a rhythm drum machine like the Lin M1. That was better and cheaper. What they made wound up becoming a huge hit for, em- for Emu. The drumulator had eight drum sounds on a raw microchip that were gritty, lo-fi, 12-bit samples of basic drum sounds. But they were some cool sounds, and I do agree. I know I was reading that, but I do agree they were cool drum sounds. The drumulator 2 added sampling so you could bring in your own sounds. Samples could be truncated, looped, etc. Really cool drum machine. Yeah, there's some cool history about it uh, coming up. But all right, so the next one is Blue Monday by New Order, which changed the game and is a great song.
going for a second. So that was the Oberheim DMX drum machine. The DMX is a programmable digital drum machine manufactured by Oberheim or Oberheim. It was introduced in 1980 at a list price of US $2,895 and remained in the company's product line until the mid 80s. The Oberheim DMX was the second digital drum machine ever to be sold as a commercial product following the Lin LM1 drum computer in 1980. Its popularity among musicians of the era contributed to the sound and the evolution of the 1980s new wave, synth pop, and hip hop music. And let's see if you can guess what the next one is. And so the this is West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys, and they're actually on tour right now with New Order. It's the band you just heard. And I'm really sad because I... We'll have to miss that show without with being out with cannons. That was also the Oberheim DMX. So little little test there. Next up is Need You Tonight by NXS. So that is the Roland TR-707. And the, Ro- the Roland TR-707 Rhythm Composer is a drum machine released by Roland in 1985. The TR-707 has 15 digitally sampled sounds. The instrument is capable of 10-voice polyphony. The instruments in the TR-707 are samples of recordings of actual acoustic drums and not synthesized, which I haven't really touched on um, yet, but there is a big difference between actually using real samples of drums and then just synthesized sounds, um, basically taking a waveform and then just making it sound like a snare or a kick or a hi-hat. And not so, yeah, it was, it's uh, real samples and not synthesized individually like the instruments on the TR-808. Uh, the TR-707 provides four levels of shuffle that operate globally on the rhythm as well as flam that can be applied to any step. Um, I won't get into the nitty gritty, but I think the 707 is actually a really underrated drum machine. I really like the the punchiness of the 707, and 
That's all I want to say about that. I, again, I'm not trying to go super deep on these. It's just kind of a fun way to be like, oh, I like the 707. Oh, I like this Lindrum thing or the, the, the Boss Doctor Rhythm DR55. I want to check out more of that. And as you're listening, if you forget exactly the drum machine um, and you don't want to go listen to the show, just DM me on Instagram, either at Big Fat Snare Drum or at my personal, at Ben Hilsinger. Or again, email me. I'll let you know what drum machine it is. But most of these songs, you can just, what drum machine was used on The Boys of Summer by Don Henley? And it'll, it'll, it'll tell you, which is exactly what I did. All right, anyways, next is Anola Gay by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. my favorite one if you remember what I said that one was. All right, so that is a CR78. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark is a great band, so go check them out some more. They've been talked about on this podcast a few times, but all right. Number next is going to be now I, I'm going to curse. So fast forward about 30 seconds if you have kids in the car, but this song's called Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches. all day but that is a boss doctor 202 um also known as dr groove it's a drum machine from 1998 and it has a lot of classic rolling sounds uh from the 808 909 but also did bass lines the dr uh, 202 is a compact programmable rhythm drum machine from the groove zone it features 256 and uh drum and bass sounds arranged into 128 kits exclusively developed for groove music production from hip-hop to jungle to drum and bass, trip-hop, house, Latin, and more. Classic, like I said, classic TR-808, 909, and 303 sounds, as well as vinyl sounds, lo-fi drum samples, various synth bass lines, sound effects, and, and more. It's a very awesome little compact thing, and I do recommend you guys check it out. All right. Next one is Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by Eurythmics, Annie Lennox, and Dave Stewart. at least wait till the snare drum comes in I'm not going to make you try and guess it just off a kick alright so that is a new one for the episode so far it's the movement systems drum computer 
So the movement drum system, generally referred to as the movement MCS, percussion computer, okay, is a very rare British-made drum machine produced approximately between 1981 and 1983. The movement was exceptionally futuristic for its time. It was famously used by the song you just heard, Dave Stewart on Sweet Dreams are made of this. You gotta look this up, the Movement Systems Drum Computer. It's it's this bright orange box, it's really cool looking. Um, it's got a screen, it's got a QWERTY keyboard, plus some mixing. Yeah, go check it out. All right, next is Sexual Healing by Mr. Marvin Gaye. Don't believe we've talked about this one yet, but it's a very popular one. So that is the famous TR-808. All right, so the 808 is a drum machine manufactured by Roland between 1980 and 1983. It was one of the first drum machines to allow users to program rhythms instead of using preset patterns. Launched when electronic music had yet to become mainstream, the 808 received mixed reviews for its unrealistic drum sounds and was a commercial failure, which is, again, hilarious, like the 909. After building approximately 12,000 units, Roland discontinued the 808 after its semiconductors became impossible to restock. It was succeeded by the TR-909 in 1983. Over the course of the 80s, the 808 attracted a cult following among underground musicians for its affordability on the used market ease of use and idiosyncratic sounds, particularly its deep booming bass drum. It became a cornerstone of the emerging electronic dance and hip hop genres popularized by hits such as Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. The 808 was eventually used on more hit records than any other drum machine. Its popularity in hip hop has made it one of the most influential inventions in popular music, comparable to the Fender Stratocaster's impact on rock. So we've all heard the 808, we all love the 808. Good job, Roland. All right, next is, this might be a hint because I've said how much this artist loves this drum machine, but it's I Would Die For You by Prince. Such a good song. That's Prince, of course, and that is an LM1, the first Lindrum. All right, next up is going to be Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. You're getting uh, Rick rolled right now.
right, so that is a Lin 9000, which was the third installment or the third edition of the Lin drums. It was introduced in 1984 with a list price in 1984 of $5,000, $7,000 if you wanted it fully expanded, which who knows what that means, and about 1,100 units were produced. It combined MIDI sequencing and audio sampling with a set of 18 velocity and pressure sensitive performance pads to produce an instrument optimized for use as a drum machine. It featured programmable hi-hat decay, 18 digital drum sounds, a mixer section, 18 individual quarter inch outputs, an LCD display, six external trigger inputs, and an internal floppy disk. For its time, it was pretty state-of-the-art, and it looks pretty cheesy, but also looks very fun. The logo um, has that, I would assume, 90s teal to it, but just Google it. It's fun. Um, sounds good. Obviously, that intro fill, which I'll play again, is just sounds so good. I mean, who doesn't love playing those kind of toms? All right, next up is I Can't Go For That by Hollow Notes. So that was my favorite, a CR-78. And a fun little story about that is, I guess Michael Jackson came up to them later on and apologized for basically ripping off this song, I Can't Go For That, the bass line for Billie Jean. At first I was like, oh, it's not really that similar. But then listen to it again. Now think of the Billie Jean bass line. Doom, 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 doom. Now listen to this again. I mean, rhythmically, it's a little different, but it's like, it's the same idea. And even that, those kind of like panned little auxiliary things with the reverb on it. <laughs> Michael Jackson says, hey, I'm sorry. You just go, it's cool, dude, I guess. But all right, next up is 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. And this is, there's actually technically two drum machines, but here we go. So at the very beginning, um, that is a ARP, <laughs> an AARP, no, it's an ARP 2600 synthesizer. Uh, but when the actual drums, quote unquote drums come in, that's an Alesis SR16. And so to be honest, growing up, I thought that was just Jimmy Chamberlain. I didn't think that was, I thought we just played it really cleanly. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he does come in later on the song with a similar beat, but the intro there is actually a drum machine. And, uh, yeah, let's see. This is from the Alesis website, so it's a little bit like, hey, we're awesome. As one of the most popular drum machines ever made, 
Okay, Ellie says, the SR-16 has been used by everyone from songwriters to live performers to remix engineers as their drum machine of choice. This is a little pat in the back, yeah. Um, the reason is simple. It featured a great selection of 233 realistic, natural drum sounds offered both in dry form and sampled with our incomparable digital reverbs. Our exclusive dynamic articulation feature enables a drum sound to change its tonal content as it's played harder for truly realistic performances. So, yeah, I mean, take that with a grain of salt as it being you know, basically God's gift to drum machines, but it really was cool. Again, fooled me as a listener. So sounds great. Sounds clean. It's a really cool machine. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. It kind of makes you want to go get one, you know, and then because it sounds so clean, it makes you want to mess with it to like really dirty it up. But it seems like the capabilities are pretty cool with that thing. All right. Next up, Frank by Ween. So that was an Alesis HR-16. The Alesis H is from Reverb.com. The Alesis HR-16, the great forgotten drum machine of the 80s. The year was 1980. Punk imploded. Mullets exploded. And California guitarist Roger Lynn forever changed electronic percussion with the Lynn LM1 drum computer. And for that matter, the LM1's limited array of 12 samples running at a lowly 8-bit resolution left plenty of room for improvement. That's where the new drum machines could step in and dominate. The HR-16 pulled off the deft trick of delivering 16-bit drum and percussion samples in an 8-bit world. For the everyday musicians who didn't want their machines to sound so machine-like, the HR-16 was magic. Yeah, there's not a lot of information on it. I mean, there is, but it's just kind of all, it's, uh, I guess, spec-related, but it's cool. Go check it out, but that is the HR-16. All right, so next is Shout by Tears for Fears. Right, so that is the drum you later as with many tears for fears tracks drums and percussion were a big part of shout the main beat comes from the drum later a sample drum machine similar to the lindrum and tears for fears used the rock drums set for the drum later which some people say this isn't this isn't true but a lot of sources say that those are based on samples of led zeppelin's when the levy breaks Think of that drum intro and then now listen to the, the sample drums from this from this track. Shout, shout, let it all out. These 
especially that snare drum. I can definitely hear when the levee breaks. All right, next one is also Tears for Fears. So this is kind of a trick question, but so they programmed the drums um, using hi-hats and shakers from the Lindrum, but the kick drum sound came from the Fairlight, and they actually took the snare drum from the Drumulator from the song Shout and then just pitched it up. So that's kind of a little bit of, you know, pick and choose different ones. You don't always have to choose one drum machine for an entire song. So, all right, next up is Rock the Bells by LL Cool J. Right, that is the TR-808. Next on up, we have Express Yourself by Madonna. is a TR-909. And we're just going to zip through a bunch of these because most of these we've already done. So next up is You Used to Hold Me by, oh, this is You Used to Hold Me, Kenny's Mix by Ralphie Rosario and Xavier Gold. So I hope you're maybe getting used to these, but that is also a TR-909. All right, next up is a very suggested one when I asked people um, about drum machines. And so this is When Doves Cry by Prince.
Darling, can you picture this? All right, so that is a Lindrum because it's Prince, and uh, you're start, starting to see a pattern here. All right, next up is Skip Tracing by Mild High Club. Great name. you guessed it so that's a cr78 all right next up like rats by godflesh from their debut album Right, so same as Frank by Ween, that is the Alesis HR16. So I just have one more, and I can't not end with this, with the zeitgeist being the way it is, but this is Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. So that was a Lindrum. So yeah, I'm not sure if you picked up, but it seems like Lindrum was, I didn't choose it this way, but Lindrum was used in a majority of these. It's a great drum. Uh, there's a lot of digital software that you can use to get the Lindrum sounds. But all right, so there are your 35-ish songs. Let me know which ones you got. I know some of these were pretty hard. I definitely would have gotten a three out of 35. So... No judgment, but really cool songs. Again, this this uh, Spotify playlist will be up on... Uh, it'll be in the show notes if you want to click on it and just listen to all these again. And again, if you want to know uh, what specific drum machines were used on specific songs and you don't want to go back and listen to the whole episode, just let me know and uh, I'll tell you. But have fun. Go down some rabbit holes of drum machines. Don't be intimidated by them integrate them into your own playing find ways Gunnar Olsen is a great example of how uh, to utilize weird beeps and bloops and blops um, to make your drum performances sound way more textural so have fun with it I, I love you and oh yeah if you're if you want to come see me play drums just go to canonstheband.com I'm gonna be out basically until mid-november playing with them so Go check out canonstheband.com. Let me know if you're going to come see us. And and please uh, tell me I'm, I'm a good drummer. I need to hear it. So, all right. Love you all. Bye.